Hey, it's Kevin Heffernan, and on behalf of Steve Lemmy, I want to welcome you to episode three of Chewing It with Kevin and Steve. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, go back and give it a listen. It's a great conversation with our pal Nat Faxon. Uh, he won an Oscar. He was in Beer Fest and a bunch of movies with us, and uh, we had a good time talking to him. Um, this week, Steve and I are going to talk about some of the promotional uh, events that we've done over the years for our movies. And we've got some pretty funny stories about things that have happened to us uh, in those events. So I think you're going to like this one. Um, before we get started, some quick plugs. Uh, uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, check out our uh, stand-up film. It's on Netflix, streaming. It's called Fat Man, Little Boy. And uh, it's up there now. We shot it in San Francisco. And uh, people seem to be digging it, so I think you'll like it. Uh, check it out. Uh, for live shows, we will be in Atlanta at the Atlanta Improv on April 12th and 13th. Um, come on down and uh, see the live show. We love to hang out with people afterwards. And uh, I think we're going to get some more dates up soon. So check on our uh, our social media stuff. Um, you can uh, follow us uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm at Heffernan Rules, and Steve is at Steve Lemmy. You can check our Facebook page, which is uh, Heffernan Lemmy, and uh, we'll put our new dates up. We should have some new dates pretty soon uh, for the summertime. So, um, all right. Without further ado, uh, let's uh, do some chewing. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, how's it going? This is Kevin Heffernan. And this is Steve Lemmy. Yeah, we're back again with um, To Chew It. We're here to chew it. We're here with Chewing It. This one's going out to Katie. Katie Levine is our producer, and she has already voiced her, her disdain How for much she hates chewing it. The chews. But that's I didn't realize you were going to come out just with a, a chew right off the bat. Why not? Are you going to do that every time? I don't know. Okay. But today There you is are. no wrong. There is, there no, is no wrong. wrong. Oh boy, Kevin's full of beans today. If you could see Kevin right now, he's got both hands gripping the microphone. I'm ready. In fact, I might take a picture of it just so people can see, and we'll figure out a way to uh, to let people get a glimpse at this yeah, image. We'll throw it up on the internet. Um, but while we get going here, we uh, 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 our special has come out. Our special, our has stand-up come out. special has come out. It's called Fat Man, Little Boy, and you can get it on Netflix. Netflix and uh, and the DVD deal is uh, is pending. Yeah, the good the good people at Netflix. Uh, have it up, and you can go on there and, and check it out and see our stand-up show we've been doing for the last year or so. Yep, shot it at the Punchline in San Francisco. Had a great time. Wonderful time. It came out great. We love it. Yeah, and you'll love it too. Watch it. Get people to see it. We've been doing radio stuff for it, trying to promote it. Other podcasts. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's funny because the, uh, the promoting, I always find the promoting to be the most ridiculous part of the the whole process. Uh, yeah, I mean, you think that you're going to hate it, but then you always get some gems Oh, like yeah. Some gems out of the promotion. I mean, we've had some ridiculous experiences promoting everything, even our short film. Yeah. Like, well, okay, so people who don't know, nobody's ever seen it. We made a, a film called The Tinfoil Monkey Agenda. Agenda yeah. Which that was, was many, many years ago, right out of college, right? Yeah. This is like the, the early, mid, early to mid 90s. And uh, we made a film called The Tinfoil Monkey Agenda, basically like a, a short version of Wag the Dog, where we play um, an army. Team, or special forces team sent to extract a dictator, a powerful dictator from a fictional Latin American country, the country of Polonia. Right. And, uh, and Named Jay, after Luis Polonia, former yes. outfolder for the New York Yankees. The New York's mighty Yankees. <laughs> and um, and basically, and the, what you find out is that it's actually the government who has set this up. Um, the special forces team is followed by a news crew to capture the whole the whole thing for the American public. It's a phony invasion. Yeah. Uh, there's nowhere you can see it, so don't even go looking. For One it. day, though, we are going to release that thing. Yeah, I think so. It's cool. It's funny. It's like 25 minutes long. It's 25 minutes, and it's random. Yeah, totally random. And we're super young and dumb and full of gum. Yep. But we, we uh, that was in the stage of like we, we were doing live shows in New York City, and then we decided we would make movies. But the same, live shows we would promote the same way. You just walk around with like, you know, like cards. Oh right. my! Well, the live shows. Live shows. Yeah, we were on the street. Hand them out to people. Yeah, and that was back. We were uh, we were performing at the duplex in the East Village. Yep. And uh, which is you know, 
a, a gay area of town, and I, I was definitely at my peak gay-looking years. <laughs> you know, I had ponytail earrings. Double earring, right? Double earring. You, were, you, were, you wore shorts and work boots. Yeah, and I had which a... Which is a very interesting look. And a green suede fringed uh, jacket. Right, with like, like, fr- like frilly little suede fringe on it. Fringe. Right, that's great. Fringes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but that, that was the thing. I got, like, and the, and the club, the duplex, was a gay bar. Right, where we did our shows. Yeah, and uh, we would get hit on by the, by the wait staff. Yep. But that's fine. I mean, fuck it. You feel sexy. As long as you fill those seats. Whatever puts the butts in the seats, right? Butts in seats. But we, we made this movie, Tinfoil Monkey Agenda. We had a buddy who was, uh, went to NYU, and it was kind of our start uh, of us making movies, right? Because he went to NYU with Jay. Mm-hmm. And they took a class together, and this was like his thesis, and we went and shot this movie. Yeah. Now, I, I will say it was, it was funny because uh, he actually – we met him because he – you know, Jay did the film program. And he came to the duplex shows and did some of our short videos, and the staff at the, at the duplex just loved him. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Now, now, good-looking Midwestern guy. Kevin Cooper is yeah. his name. And he was, he was a, a touch homophobic, <laughs> and it made him uncomfortable that he was right. getting hit on. He was. So blatant. Like, they would bring him free drinks. Yep. And, uh, you know. But that's how he came to embrace the, you know, gay culture. Yeah. He 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 turned it around. Yeah, he's from the Midwest. He has not been exposed. Um, Anyway, yeah. So So, so we made this movie. Ten Four Months. shot in Florida. And, uh, you know, it was the first film we ever made. We shot it on, on 16 millimeter. And it was like, let's go get it in film festivals. And so we put it into a bunch of film festivals, and the first big one we got into, was, it wasn't a festival, it's called a market. It was the IFFM, mm-hmm. uh, and it was in New York City, yeah. the Angelica Theater. Yeah. And basically, the difference between a festival and a market is a market is like you're trying to hawk your shit, like everyone is trying to sell their shit there, you know? And the festival is a little more kind of like... You have like premiere screenings and you know parties and that kind of hob-nobbing. stuff. Hobnobbing. You do some more hobnobbing, but this was like people packed into the Angelica trying to sell their stuff, and so it was always a very kind of like you had to cut through the din in order to promote your shit. Yeah. Now our movie, I don't even remember why we called it the tin. Oh, I'm, well, I there's, a line, there's a line. There's a line in it. Yeah, right? the tinfoil monkey. Yeah. Um, it was a, a, an, a, an absurd non sequitur line, which is what we used to be. You know, we actually used to be a very random sketch comedy group, and we yeah. made this film. It was pretty random, and so we go there and you promote this this movie. And so what we decided to do, since the movie was called Tinfoil Monkey Agenda, like you know, you have all kinds of people dressed up as shit. So the idea was let's put one of us in like a giant monkey suit and wrap wrap us in tinfoil. Now, who best to put in a <laughs> giant gorilla costume? Well, I'll tell you what, it was presented to me. As it, no one fit the suit that well, except for me. True. So they had the fat guy. Exactly my point. Which was kind of bullshit. But I couldn't have gotten in the gorilla costume because the the sleeves, like the hands would have been little. dragging on the ground. Right. Like Chandra, a real gorilla. Right, but Chandra Sekar could have gotten in there. He, he's a little more of a length than you are, though. <laughs> and and his body is not necessarily gorilla-esque. It's not simian the way you, <laughs> oh, I'm the way simian? you are. Is you, that what you're saying? I would say like covered in a... In a gorilla costume, you provide the most simian form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. That's fine. I'll take that. Your, your face isn't simian. Kind of like King Kongian. You're, it's more Kongian. Kongian. Yeah. I'm very Kongian. Yeah. It's, it's more like you're like, a, I would say you're more of an orangutan. If I, <laughs> if I was going to cast you. I'm not a ginger. You, I'm not a ginger. No, but if I was going to cast you in the Planet of the Apes and yeah. I had to choose. I'd be Zeus. Because you're more of a, a monk, a primate I could imagine just sitting on his ass. Right. Not one like beating people up or, or climbing trees or anything. Maybe. The smart ones. You're more of a bug picker. I'm more of the smart ones. You're more of a forager for nuts and berries. So anyway, we ended up, uh, we had this, you know, giant gorilla suit, you know, f- sitting in our closet amongst all the other suits that we had hidden there at the time, like the mermaid suit well, and the we, cop costume. We used the, the, we used the gorilla costume probably the most of all quite of those a bit. costumes. So the plan was we put Kevin in the gorilla suit, and then we go over to the uh, Angelica Theater in New York City. Are you referring to yourself as in the third person? Yes. Now? Like a professional athlete? Yes. Okay. And so uh, we So put, Kevin Heffernan gets dressed so up. So Kevin gets in that. We wrap Kevin, mm-hmm. go me, <laughs> like in tinfoil, and that's hot. That shit's hot. It's summertime. I mean, the gorilla costume's hot. Yeah, and the tinfoil's hot. 
So we get over to the Angelica, and that's the thing. Now we're handing out flyers. Hey, come see the tinfoil monkey. And I'm the guy in the monkey suit, and then one of the other guys, either you or Jay, whoever, has the flyers too. And it's like we're driving traffic, yeah. trying to get people into our a group screening, effort. a group effort. Yeah. And so what happens is that when you go do these things, they. Uh, all the filmmakers, they try to work uh, together so that you support each other, right? Because the important thing is to have people in the screening so that when people come to try to buy it, it looks like people are interested in it and you get an audience reaction. Going right? back to our original point, it's all about butts and seats. It's all about butts and seats, right? And so you would make deals with filmmakers like, hey, man, come, my movie's at 1230. We come see it and then I'll go see your movie at 2 o'clock, you know, that kind of shit, right? So you make little trade-offs, right? So we meet this guy and he's like – Hey, he comes up to the monkey in Chandrasekhar, me and Chandrasekhar, and he's like, hey, man, uh, my movie's at the whatever. You come to my movie, I'll go to your movie, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it, man. Cool. And so uh, uh, Jay and I go to this guy's movie, and I'm in the monkey suit. I'm the guy in the monkey suit, Mm. right? So it's me and Jay. We sit down in the movie, and the movie starts, and not five minutes in, you realize this is like a, it's a hardcore Holocaust, like, documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. Like about the fucking Holocaust, <laughs> uh-huh. right? And, and like you're in this theater and you're like, holy shit, there's all these people here <laughs> and it's a fucking Holocaust movie and I'm in a monkey suit. I don't understand why the director didn't take that into account. I don't know. But that just goes to show you how much butts and seats is important. You become blinded by the, the hope that you get people to come to your thing. And he, and he could have said to me, hey, man, it's actually not a comedy. It's a very serious, you know, you might want to take the monkey suit off before you come in. Maybe he just thought you would assume to, like, maybe he didn't think you would actually watch the movie in the gorilla costume. I, well, but that, well, that's not like I brought out the clothes. Like, here I am standing in the thing in my monkey suit. But he didn't know that. He probably so. didn't think you were such he a... He could have warned us, though. He could have warned us that it was a Holocaust Sure, movie. you might want to not want to wear the... You might want to ditch the gorilla costume covered in tinfoil. Right, it's like you go to a Schindler's List in a fucking monkey costume. Yeah. So we're sitting there in the thing, and it's, you know, it's like half full or whatever, you know? And I'm sitting there with Sekar, and he's not... I mean, he's in as bad a shape as I am, because he's the guy who's visible with the monkey. Right. So it's him and me, and we're sitting in the theater, and uh, it's like five minutes go by... And Chandra Sekhar leans over, like, you know, fucking stark scenes, uh, you know, black and white, uh, you know. Uh, it's an atrocity. Concentration. It's an atrocity. footage is going on here. It was atrocious. Yeah. And uh, Chandra Sekhar leans next to me, and he says, uh, he leans into me, and he says, uh, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> and I was like, what? what are you talking about? And then, boom, he left. He just walked out. So he ditched you. So he ditched me. Now... I'm the guy in the monkey suit alone in the movie theater. Mm. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll try to ride it out. Maybe I'll try to ride this out a little bit. And so I got like another five minutes in. And as far as I saw it, everyone was looking at me. If I was in that screening, I would have been watching your reaction. Can you imagine sitting in a Holocaust movie and like there's a dude in a monkey suit four rows in front of you? The thing is... (laughs) Wrapped in tinfoil? Yeah, by the way, you're reflecting light. (laughs) You're not just any monkey. You're a reflecting monkey. And so finally I was like, ah, fuck it. And I got up and I and I walked out. Everyone like shook their head at me as I walked out. And I, you know, I walked up to the filmmaker and he's like, thanks for coming, man. <laughs> yeah. you're, like, you're like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but, I'm in a monkey suit. But here's, and I wonder if he felt, I wish that man would come forward. I wish you'd sure. come forward because I'd like to know, he must remember that, don't you think? Uh, I think so, yeah. Although you tend to get very like flop sweaty and pasty mouthed in those situations. Oh, yeah. So like, like the whole thing sort of passes you, you by. You take people blindly. in any costume coming in and sit in that thing just to make it look like yeah. it's crowded. Yeah. But now, did you feel any heat? Because the thing is, unlike Jay, you were covered. You were anonymous. Yeah, that, in, in retrospect. Like at the time, I, don't, I didn't think I appreciated that. Right. Like that I was anonymous. Right. But... Because at the time you're just like, what the fuck? Like the disrespect I'm showing, the uh, and we're talking New York City here, you know? Yeah, There's a lot of Jewish people in that crowd. Sure, you know what I'm saying? Sure, and but maybe some monkey lovers. Sure, you never, you don't know that, Kev. But also, how do they know that I'm not Jewish? They don't. How do they know not know that I'm not a monkey, a Jewish monkey guy? They don't. They don't know anything about you. They just know you're a monkey. That's right. And so I got up, I walked out, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, thanks for coming. I was like, ah. I mean, you know, there is the possibility that there were other people in there who didn't know what they were getting themselves into. As has as we have had the experience uh, at film festivals where you get invited and you go and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Well, because usually the movies are very kind of like angst-ridden and sure, but like, depressing and whatever. Yeah. Know? But that's the thing. We've, we've been to the Sundance Film Festival a few times now. 
when we invite people to a movie, they're coming to see a comedy. When people right. invite us, I mean, I've sat with you in screenings where we are trying to figure out the, like where the nearest escape. Yeah, it's like pedophile movies. And, yeah, you know. dysfunctional families, drug addiction. Yeah, you get up and walk out, and they, they see you walk out. Well, and you know it as a filmmaker. It's terrible when people walk out because yeah, horrible. you just got to walk out. Yeah. And you don't want that. It means that person doesn't want to watch your movie. Yeah. and Quite simple. And if there's a buyer in there, then you know the buyer has – everyone makes note of the people – of right. the number of people walking out. Do you think like that that went through people's minds when the monkey walked out? It's like, oh, the monkey doesn't like the one moving. Yeah, well, any, any – Some buyer is like, I'm not buying – if a monkey can't watch it, yeah, I'm not done. The zoo distributor was like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a pass. I'm not going to show this at the zoo. the pass on that one. Yeah. There was the one guy from the zoo who was like, you know, maybe the monkeys will like this one. We lost the monkey crowd. Ah, forget it. Forget it. There goes the monkey. Yeah. I think so. I would have loved being like super stoned <laughs> in that. Could you imagine being roped into that? And you're like, oh, my God, how do I get out of this movie? And then you see a gorilla wrapped in tinfoil walking right. by. Right. You just follow the monkey out. Exactly. I'm going to follow that monkey. I'm the monkey wrangler. Everyone's looking at the monkey. This is my chance. That is the perfect time. That's the <laughs> perfect time. I'm going to sneak out Yeah. while you watch the monkey. If I was Jay, I would have sent you first. I would have said, like, you know, go. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're cover fire, essentially. I guess, but that's, that's a less funny thing for him to do, right? It's like every man for himself. I will say this, and I actually wish Jay was here, and we might put a pin in this story and wait for when we have Jay Shandrasekhar as, as a guest on our podcast, because um, I would like to know. That's classic Shandrasekhar. Yeah. He's very much a killer-be-killed guy. Like He'll leave you. I've been ditched by Shandrasekhar in, in terrible spots. Yeah. No, you know, well, do you have, do you have a Because I was going to say that that Super Troopers uniform oh, you promotion know is a perfect example of that. Let's, okay. It's a perfect fucking example of that. So here's what happened. When, and speaking of, of promotions, okay, so when we were promoting Super Troopers, what happened was um, Fox Searchlight sent us around the country on a tour bus. And, you know, we'd go to cities and have free screenings of the movies and then have, you know, after parties with all the, the people who came to the screenings. But, you know, earlier in the day, we would have to do some promotion to get people to come to the screenings. No one had heard of us. And um, so we would do like radio shows. And some TV appearances, but they wanted us to do all of these appearances in our Super Troopers uniforms. They were very avid about it, like very avid about, I think, you know, it was part of like some, you know, lower level publicity person got the, got the, the, the memo, make sure they wear their uniforms. Yeah. You know, and so they were just sticklers for wearing, you know, everywhere you had to wear the fucking uniform. Yeah. Now, first of all, on, on a very basic level, those uniforms were polyester. Yeah. And shooting the movie. You know, when you're shooting a movie, you're at the peak of your enthusiasm. <laughs> and shooting the movie, we hate And you're in better shape. Better shape. <laughs> you fit into the uniform perfectly. Exactly. And we didn't want to wear On the it. promotional tour, those uniforms don't fit as well. No, they don't. And they're f- You've been drinking. They're getting more ill-clad as the, day, as the days and go And for by. My, my one was like, I don't remember, you remember this, we were, uh, they never got washed. Like, I yeah. remember like a weekend, we were eating breakfast before one of these things and had the uniform on and I spilled like egg on my lap. Okay, so now if ditching people in shitty situations is Shandra Sekar's main trait, <laughs> here's the main trait of Kevin Heffernan. Without fail, at breakfast, he will always shoot a jet of whatever sauce <laughs> or juice is on his uh, sandwich or meal. It will land on his belly. But, you know, I shout it out, you know. I get it out of my clothes. You should, but it's the exact same routine every time I eat breakfast with you. It's the same thing. Two bites in, boom, you hit yourself, and you go, ah, fucking shit. <laughs> And you've got the stain in the middle of your shirt for the rest of the day. It's true. Yeah. I think it's hereditary. My dad's like that. My dad. He does that? Well, yeah. Like, I think like uh, uh, I think as a present one time someone gave him like a tie. Mm-hmm. But they, they, uh, they uh, pasted all kinds of different foods onto the tie. Oh, I like this. And then gave him the tie because that's his That's his thing? Thing too. You guys need to wear cummerbunds. <laughs> is that how it was? Well, a cum- oh, catches your food. A cummerbund is, I don't know if people know this, that's designed to catch the food. That's how you know which way to wear the cummerbund. Some people don't know, like, is it upside down or not? It's, uh-huh. You wear it the way that if How crumbs, is that possible? How can it, the crumbs get in there? You know, I think it's for show now. It's less totally functional. But if it was functional at one point, then how? Maybe it was a frillier cummerbund. Maybe. For me, the problem is the cummerbund always gets tucked up underneath my stomach. You mean a real cummerbund? Yeah. Like, if I'm sitting down right now... Sure. There is no chance in hell a cummerbund's going to catch sure. shit. It's holding up your, your stomach. It's a stummerbund. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 But you have a natural stummerbund because your stomach catches whatever yeah. food drops. which is what happened in that egg situation. Yeah. Well, like, but I, okay, so the egg lands in my pants. Yeah, the farva of the farva costume. Right. So the egg lands in my pants, 
And that egg stain was on there for the next six weeks. Yeah. Like on that tour, nobody ever got those uniforms clean. No. Then, uh, six weeks go by, egg on my pants. Cut to like three months later, we do a new promotional event, pull out the uniforms. The egg is still on the pants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were gross. The uniforms were gross. The uniforms were gross, and so were we. Yeah. Because we were really were just drinking, eating fast food, and not exercising, just growing and getting tight in the uniforms. And didn't want to wear them for this promotional show. Didn't want to wear them. And we were up in Seattle promoting, yep. and uh, we were going to a radio station. A morning radio show. Where we were spo- Limp Biscuit, the guitar player, had just left, and they were going to have a contest, um, a, a nationwide contest to audition a new guitar player. And so radio stations were ha- around the country were having the preliminary rounds. Right. And they wanted us to come and be the guest judges of the Limp Biscuit lead guitar uh, contest. And we're in the Winnebago, and the promote the promotion the PR girl says, "Now I want you guys, I want you little fellas, to <laughs> wear the uh, the cop costumes, right. the, the uniforms." And we're like, "We're going on to a radio station. It's a radio show. It doesn't why would it matter if we wore the? No one's gonna see it." And right. she's like, "For the energy, just for the energy, put them on." I was told to have, and we're like, "We're not putting the fucking." Uniforms on to go to a radio show. Yeah, it's, there's no benefit at all from it. Yeah, the heels are digging in, and and then our our tour manager, who was a British guy from like Newcastle, England, he wanted to nail the PR girl, and he's like, "Oh come on, fellas, just put on the fucking uniforms." What's the big deal? Put the fucking uniforms on. Yeah, and then and we're like, "But what are that? What what are you talking about? It's like we're gonna go in there. They're gonna think we're dorks. Like all these fucking guys and they're." Guitarists and like Limp Biscuit and all these people and like yeah, who are these guys in cop uniforms? Yeah, they're gonna think we're narcs or like something. Our like our movie that. has never come out, so no, no. one knows who we are. They just know? think it's gonna be real cops. It's dorky. And then and then Jay steps forward and uh and he's like Oh now we already knew that Jay had for had left. Well that's his, the thing. Conveniently. Yeah. He had forgotten his uniform at his house or yeah, something. In like Los that. Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he didn't, didn't even have a uniform. He didn't have it, and he's the one who steps forward and is like uh, guys, uh, I think, uh, you should probably just wear the uniforms. And if I remember correctly, that was when the shit hit the fan. Oh, yeah. We were like, fuck you, pal. Yeah, like, go fuck yourself, Shander Sekar. <laughs> you snapped on, I remember you and he, the, those were the days where you and he were, were butting heads quite a bit, I think. You guys got We had a couple it. of snaps. Like, I remember walking into the thing and snapping, I was just, I was like, just mumbling angry. Like, yeah. you can't come up here without your fucking uniform and then tell us we gotta put our goddamn Uniforms on. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. It was, it was unbelievable. It, and it was a legit beef. It was. I was on your side. But in retrospect, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But we walked in. We did walk in there, and those, the guitar players were freaked out because they're all high. <laughs> and then I felt bad because I felt like we were fucking up their Four chance. Four state troopers walk into the goddamn. And they have to come play lead guitar for them. Yeah. And so, guys, you know, it's like they're just like trying to play guitar for us, and we're like, uh, we're like, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I take, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, and Make then cop jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then they will also. Want I'm gonna to... cite him for doing a good job. Yeah, you got a, <laughs> a one-way ticket to Limp Bizkit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a that was a bad one. That was a bad. One. What else did we do? Super Troopers. We had a, we had a bunch of different things for. Well, that was the thing is. So then they they got in this kick about having us in uniforms, and uh, and they set up that promotion at the Fox Gate, right? Which was just a. A clusterfuck. It was somebody's idea. No, and I'll, I'm not trying to. I mean, Fox Searchlight did an amazing job marketing that movie. They put it out, and and people saw it, and it was a f- huge success for us. This is this is our disclaimer. Fox That's Searchlight. Right. We are not making disparaging comments. But there were funny incidents that happened in the promoting of a movie. We love you. We love want to make Super Troopers too. We right. love the negotiations. They're going well. <laughs> we'll give you whatever you want. You've got us bent over a barrel and go. I had blocked out the gate thing. Well, the gate thing was like. Because I hated stu- oh, it was stupefying. It was stupefying to us because we were like, okay, this was the promotion. Okay, they wanted us like at all the studios in Hollywood. They're big, like gated lots, right? So uh, to get onto them, they all have these security booths, and you have to drive up to the security booth and say who you are, and then you get on, right? I don't understand the concept of the security booth. Well, some people don't. explain. Okay. Some people have never been to a studio okay. before, okay. asshole. Okay. okay, go on. All right. So the idea that they had was that we would be the security officers at the security booth in our uniforms, in our super troopers uniforms, and we would be standing at the booth, and then people would come up. And we would give them some shit, and they'd film it, and then make a video out of it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, how do you get people to come? You know, how do you get people to be involved in this thing? And it's like, well, we're going to call people up, and we're going to send a memo around Fox, and we're going to say we're going to have a, 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 a special screening of your movie on the lot on, like, a Saturday or Sunday. Come on down and see the movie. 
And we're like, oh, cool. Okay, so you're going to, you know, we'll fuck with the people and then they can go watch the movie. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. We're actually, no, we're not going to do the screening. Well, we didn't, mm. we didn't know they weren't doing the screening until we were there that day. Right. When we were there that day was when they revealed to us, oh, no, there is no screening. And we were like, what? So, so you're going to have people drive down in L.A. to the Fox lot. We're going to fuck with them. They don't necessarily know who we are because they've never seen the movie before. You're telling them they're coming to see a movie, and then you're not even going to show them the movie? Yeah. What, are they going to just turn around and drive away? They're like, well, we're going yeah. to give them free movie passes to, to see another movie uh, in, in, at a theater in town. <laughs> and we're like, why wouldn't you just show the movie? <laughs> <laughs> right. And they're like, well, it's not happening. Right. Just no. Now, I, w- I want you to know, like, I generally, like, look, Kevin, you know, you've known me for a long time. Mm-hmm. How cool do I think I am? Super cool. I think I'm super cool. <laughs> These kind of things, in general, I don't like to do. Sure. Like, I think I'm too cool for school. I, I'm not, I agree with you, I'm not like a man on the street, like, let's fuck with people on the street kind of guy. It's not my thing. I don't mind talking to people. I sometimes like like watching that. I think it's funny sometimes, but yeah. I'm not it's not my cup of tea. No, I don't we don't ever like to bother real people, which actually reflects in our movies. You know, it's like in all the movies, we don't we're not assholes to anybody until people fuck with us. Right. And we never fuck with the innocent. That that was like one of our big philosophies in Super Troopers, in in Beer Fest, everything. Yeah. Like we never bother people. And that's true in real life. We don't like to it Maybe ups- we're pussies. Maybe we're we're non-confrontational. No, but it's like no, no, no. You know what it is? You're a decent person, Kevin. <laughs> right? Okay. You're decent. Like okay. So no, like, I am not a. I am not that guy. Yes, no. You're like right. for instance, our friend Mike Weaver, who plays one of the local cops in Super Troopers, yeah. is on that show Joe Schmo, right? Where they take an unsuspecting guy and give him a false hope at a real dream of his, right? And then they just fuck with him, right? Mike Weaver is terrific in the show. He's fucking hysterical. A right? lot of people love the show, He's but hysterical. like we spoke about that. You that makes me uncomfortable. You feel badly, and in general, things like this. It, it makes me uncomfortable to fuck with people. Yeah, it's not nice. Well, I guess, but there's like a whole genre of comedy that really likes to do that, and so that's their thing. That's our thing, I guess. I just, it's not in my DNA. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Okay, so we both like, agree. I, like, I'll, I watch stuff, they do that, and sometimes I laugh, but I... I can't be that guy, I think. Yeah. I feel like, I feel, it makes me feel bad. Yeah. But now, you know, and, me, to, and, to cry. Sh- and to know you're going to fuck with people in a co- comedic way and then find out that the very thing that got them out of their brunch plans on a Sunday afternoon was a free screening <laughs> of your movie and they're not even showing the movie inexplicably. And, well, and I also guarantee you that those people will never go see your fucking movie because they'll be so pissed off at you. Oh, yeah. That they're not going to go see your movie. Yeah. You know? And so uh, uh, these people drove up and we were like, we were like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going to do this. And we did it. But it's, it's, I think it's on the DVD. It is. It's one of the – it was like on the EPK – the EPKA motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. That and was – And it's people just driving up to the lot on a Sunday afternoon. We fuck with them. They have no clue who we are. Nobody's seen the movie at this point. And they were like, just kidding. There's no screening. And then they turn around they drive people away. People were pissed. They were pissed off. They Le- should have been pissed off. Legitimately pissed off. Yeah. And we were too, I think, green or too – Knew to be like fuck you. Like, we should have told Fox to fuck off on that idea. Yeah, I mean, but we not, were too... not the real Fox, right? The, the PR people. Fox. Well, whoever was doing it. I mean, it, 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 we should have done that, but we were we were like playing ball. You do, you hear how, like, do you hear how? Do you hear how afraid I am of the studio still? I know that's the. But that's that sort of is what the whole thing is. Like it's your first movie. It's coming out. They're like, this is what you're gonna do. And like, okay, you, sure. Okay, you know it's a lame idea. You're like, well, wait, this, who? What kind of a promotion is this? It's gonna be like. 30 people showing up to see the movie is it just for the cameras that we're filming this for the EPK like what is the point of this thing it's not a wide promotion and all we're doing is leaving people with a terrible taste in their mouth because they're not seeing the movie but it's going to be funny we get some funny video out of it yeah and ensure that actually the 30 people that you just promoted (laughs) to at the gate are not going to see your movie oh man not a good idea I had blocked that out I I hated that day if you if you watch the that EPK on the Super Troopers DVD actually you notice I barely participated well I think all of us did like all of us were trying to figure out like what role we could fulfill where we wouldn't have to be that dick like you know some people like look in the trunk or uh, I was a trunk guy yeah, some people like open your trunk up please uh, and you fuck with them like who put this fuck doll in your trunk yeah what are you talking about I don't have a, yeah you know. that's what we were doing yeah is coming, you know, producing funny items from their <laughs> trunk that they supposedly have. That was a terrible promotion. Let's. What other promotions have we done? What I mean, Super Troopers. God, we had a, we had a great uh, Super Troopers. They sent us after that tour. They sent us to Australia. Right, which is a, a success story. That's oh a, my that God. was a 
you know, if if we're knocking the the uh, the gate story, this was a story that was just I. It was a great time. Have to say, it probably was the greatest promotional thing we've ever it was. done. It in was. Our the, lives. It was maybe the greatest trip we went. We ever went on trip, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was okay. So, like, you know, what happened was there's a long flight. And well, do we you set up so like they sent us to well after the tour they sent us to Australia for two weeks. Yeah, we were going right. So we did six we did six weeks on the road in, in the states, and you know obviously there's there's a lot of partying and drinking going on. You know of course on on Fox. Yeah, and then uh, they sent us to Australia for two weeks, and we'd never been there before. Like it was never, and we never traveled like that before. And we were like, holy shit! Yeah, they like, sent us to Australia for two weeks. That's fucking great. Yeah. And they're flying us first class. Yeah. And nobody had ever flown first class. Yeah. And so we got on the plane. We were like pigs and shit. Yeah. And like, like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, look at, oh my God, the seat goes all the way back. And I was like, I, f- I fit in the seat, guys. <laughs> guys, I fit in the, uh, <laughs> I fit in the first class seat. You did. You fit all the way in that seat. And like, uh, and with room to spare. Like I could get the seat belt around me. Oh yeah, you didn't need the extender, and I could put my uh, over over my blanket. I could put this belt over my blanket. Well, and the blanket was no slouch either. There's a yeah. comforter and there's a fat pillow. And, uh, like, I remember the, uh, we were so amazed, the flight attendant came up to me, came up to all of us, really, like, we're just, we're just boarding the plane, and she's like, you know, gentlemen, can I get you, uh, a cocktail? And, like, I look around, people are just starting to get on the plane, I'm like, what, right now, we, like, we haven't even taken off. And she's like, boys, this is first class, you can do whatever you want. Ooh, and, all right. And I was like, well, then I'll have a, a Bloody Mary, and, and Kevin said, uh, make that too, and then she was like, two Bloody Marys each, and we were like... Okay, fuck, fuck it. yeah, yeah fuck, fuck yeah. Bloody Marys, bring yeah. as many Bloody Marys as you can. Yeah, as many as you fit in that tray. Keep bring them, them over. Coming. Here. Keep them coming. We'll I'll drink, drink them. them. Yeah, and we dra- we drank some some booze. Like by the, like before like group two even boarded, we had like four drinks. We were each. drunk. We were drunk. And then we're in the air. We're drunk. Yeah, in the air. And then and things were going pretty well. They were fun. <laughs> they were playing. Stuart, we were, the flight attendant liked us. Yeah, we were playing cards. We were uh, we were eating. Good food, like they bring you like a bowl of hot nuts. Oh yeah, the hot. Do you? Nuts. I mean, I don't know. If people know this. In first class, you get a bowl of hot that, nuts. That's right off the bat. Well, the first thing they do is microwaved it, nuts. They bring you that. They bring you that hot towel, like a face towel, they, and they hand it out to you with tongs. That's right to to wipe the hot nuts off your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, if you had a nickel for every time you needed one of those, Kev, can I get a hot towel to wipe those hot nuts off my face? Oh my god, it's great. And you, I mean, you, you, the first time they hand it to you, you're like, you look at them like, what? Like, what get out of this? my fucking What is this citrus-smelling towel? Yeah, what's this tong item you're handing me? And you're like, oh, it's a towel. And you're like, what do I... What Do we wash ourselves with this? <laughs> and you wash yourself Armpits, with Armpits, right? Whatever, however you want to bathe yourself with that hot <laughs> towel is really up to you because you're in first class. You can do whatever you want. Sure. You do whatever you want. I remember I remember. Um, Adam Arkin was on that plane. Yeah. Not Alan Arkin. The Sun. The Sun. Going from New York to L.A. Yeah. Uh, he did a great turn in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. great. But he was getting... Annoyed with our card playing. Yeah. Um, he he uh, he thought it was too loud. Our yep. shuffling was too Me, loud. Me, you, and Soder, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's right. It was Kevin and, and Paul and yeah. I on that first leg to, yeah. to yeah. L.A. And uh, he asked us to kindly cut it out because he, he said, you know, the, the do the, yeah, do the, it was, didn't somebody, go, one of us went to the bathroom. Paul, Paul went to the bathroom. Okay. And, uh, and he came up to me. Right. And he's, you know, he's a slightly lispy character. Not, sure. He's got like a dull lisp. Not, sure. Not a, How do you compare him to his dad? Alan Arkin. How do you compare? Like less, less of a rascal. Like where his dad is more impish and land than though, you know, and like, you know, and, and fantastic. He, he, you know, he's more of a hard ass. Or go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. nice. I like Thank that. Thank you. He, Thank he's you. more, he speaks more like this with little, like walrus list. Okay. Okay. Just slightly like this. Yes, he does. And he came up, he, when. He wasn't happy about the. We weren't that loud. It was just the cards. It was the card when you would smack them on the table. Yeah. And then, and then like shuffle them. And then you and then you smack him to even him even right. at the level. Right. And he said, "Could you guys? Uh, do you think you could stop playing cards? Because uh, the shuffling it's just it cuts through the air." <laughs> and uh, I was sitting next to next to Paul, and I actually felt bad for Adam Arkin because then when Paul came back and sat down next to me, I I whispered the story to him, mm-hmm. and Paul just busted out laughing. So from Adam Arkin's perspective. This guy, he's made, he's delivered his message to me. <laughs> the guy's buddy comes back from the bathroom, sits down. A, a minute passes by, and then there's a uproarious laughter, and you know right. that you know it's about you. Right. So, Adam, I apologize right. for being a dick. He's probably pissed about that. But no, we were. 
he got well. I think everyone in first class got a bit more pissed because, well, certainly the flight attendant did because the the thing that really kind of blew it all up was um was the fart contest. Yeah, the fart contest was not great. <laughs> we uh, we listen. It was like I said, it was our first time, and we were four or five, maybe six Bloody Marys in deep at that point in time when we decided that the fart contest in first class would be hilarious. I mean, you got to have a fart contest in first class. Why not? Yeah, especially when it's, a, it's a contained. Classy space. Why not be classless? That's right. And uh, and you know if you've you know speaking of the Princess Bride, I don't even know if we've spoken to the Princess Have Bride. We? Like okay. you know, I engaged in this fart contest with Kevin, and uh, which is one of the classic blunders. The most famous of which is never get involved in a land Lin war in Asia. Asia. Right. And uh, only slightly less well known is never get involved in a fart war with with Kevin. Only slightly less well known. Oh, that's a nice Wallace Shawn impersonation. Look, it's I'm actually little... I'm wearing a Princess Bride T-shirt, but nobody oh. can see that. Okay, but it says it's from the Battle of Wits. Regardless, okay. Katie, how are our stories doing today? They're so they're dry. They're going okay. I, I always oh. look over at Katie to see if she's laughing. A lot of times she's texting. No, she's laughing. She's laughing. Is she? Yeah. Katie's a delight. You're a delight, yeah. Katie. Thanks. Anyway, so um. You're, fart you're, contest. You're like our, our Jackie, or what's her name? Quivers? Robin, Robin Quivers. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. <laughs> Who is she again? Who is this now? See, I told you I'm too cool for school. You I think really I'm so are. cool. So I cool. think I'm so cool. Anyway, so so never do a fart war with Heffernan, because Heffernan, this guy brings it. Like, he's the Usain Bolt of fart competitions. <laughs> you know, that's the best athlete at his position I can think of right now. Oh, the Michael Jordan. You are the uh, Michael Jordan, the Wayne Gretzky. Of fart contests? Of fart contests. Like, you bring it. And this particular day, you had it going on, girl. I did. I did. You were, I don't know, like it was something you ate or it something? It was the hot nuts. Is that what it was? If you microwave <laughs> a bowl of nuts and then make me eat it, I'm going to fart. Well, yeah, because also they keep they keep replenishing the hot nuts. They're right. re-upping. Right. And when you're finished, and you eat hot nuts, you eat hot nuts like nobody's business, too. Sure, especially with a couple of drinks in me. Oh, you rattle around in your hand, just dump them in your mouth. Yeah. The whole It's like a shot glass of those those hot nuts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's he's ripping, and I felt bad because that poor flight attendant walked right into, right, right into it with her drink cart. Into the cloud. Yeah, a, a cloud of, like, green heifering <laughs> gas. And, like, I, I remember, like, seeing it hit her face. <laughs> like, she, like... Gag. She was like, oh, oh. And she couldn't obviously move in front of her because of the cart. Right. And she turned around to get behind her, and somebody was in the aisle, like, you know, rummaging around in the overhead bin. She's a trapped animal. Yeah. And so she's yelling at her partner, like, move the cart, move the cart, (laughs) move the cart. (laughs) And then. uh, Poor flight attendant. Oh, my God. And then then she leaned back to us, and she was like, boys, you do not fart in first class. And Heffernan looked at her with, like, the drunkest expression I've ever seen on your face, Kevin, mm. with, like, almost cross-eyed. And he's like, I thought you said we could do whatever we want in first class. <laughs> and, and that was so obnoxious. And that was, that, that was when we got cut off. We did. We but that, that was all right. We, we were fucked up at that point. It didn't matter. But we, we, then we landed in L.A. We picked up uh, Chandra Sekar and Stolhansky because yep. they were living there at the time. Yeah. And then the idea was to do the, the next leg. It was, like, a 15-hour leg from L.A. to, to Australia. And uh, we got up in the air, and we were pretty fucked up already. And then Stolhansky uh, pulls out this giant uh, bag of chocolate-covered pretzels. Yeah. We're like, holy shit, oh, chocolate-covered pretzels, awesome. And we just started eating the shit out of them. Oh, my God. And we ate the shit out of this bag of pretzels. And when we finished, Stolhansky revealed that what he had done is he had taken that chocolate, and he melted it, and he cooked pot into the chocolate, and then he coated those pretzels. It's smart. Well, he was he want he wanted to dose us for this fifteen hour evil smart. It was kind of evil smart. It was like he his plan was to dose us. Yeah, and you know it would have been pretty fucking funny if we weren't as shit faced. He didn't he didn't count on us being that shit. That's the thing. He just thought we would be super stoned. He didn't realize there was a lot of booze already involved. Right, like six hours of booze already had happened. A high altitude. Yeah, and air, so, air booze. So he he we ate these pretzels and and they fucking sent us into orbit. These pre- like Lemmy. Was totally incapacitated. Oh my god! You were you were so well. It's because you're the, you're like the little guy. Okay, <laughs> okay. Isn't that why though? I hadn't eaten that day very much. Well, we all eaten the same thing. I all mean, the I hot guess, nuts. We all eat hot nuts together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But so then, I guess you're you're gonna say that it took the longest to hit you because you're the the fattest. No, it's because I have the best tolerance. Because you're fat. Because I have the best tolerance. Fat. All right. So these. Hold on. Let's chew it. Let's chew on that one. Hot nuts. Hot nuts. That's just so people know that we're. I'm not really saying anything about Kevin's weight, and he's not really calling me a little guy. I mean, we are. 
But we love each other. But we love each other. We're not mad at each other or anything like that. For now. For now. Um, yeah, I was a very interesting kind of fucked up. Yeah, you were, you were like, uh, you were immediately incapacitated. Yeah. Like you couldn't move. No, like, uh, like we were playing cards. Yeah, you couldn't put your card down. No, and like you were pulling the cards out of it my... Was like the, it was John Candy and Stripes. Yeah. You're like, you know... Hey, call me Mr. Vegas. Yeah. You know? You'd look at my uh, hand. Now me, I'd bet the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I was perfectly aware of what was going on. Yeah. That was the interesting thing about it. It's like, I was so fucked up, but I knew, like, I remember it all. I knew what you were doing. Yeah. I was aware that I just could not speak or move. You know, I had, like, I felt like, like a little, like Stephen Hawking type <laughs> situation going on. You had on. a Stephen Hawking going on? I did. I did. You know, because, and it was like, and also, frankly, I was finding religion on that plane. Yeah. And no, I was like, because I, I was praying to God. I was really, like, I was... So scared because I would pray every five minutes. I would pray to God to stop me from getting more fucked up because every five minutes I was more fucked up than I was five minutes earlier. Right, and I thought I was going to be so high, like like I was going to die. Like it was like because the trajectory just wasn't stopping. Well, I was like, stop me! I'm so high. Stop me! (laughs) And then five minutes later, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so much more high. Stop! Please stop. Then the um, then the meals came right, and uh, and. it was a good meal, Looks and good. you were so like you couldn't move your arms to put the food into your mouth. And I wanted to, yeah, because it was a steak. It was like a first class meal, it was like a steak, like a filet mignon. So I ate my steak, and then I leaned over, and as I looked you in the eyes, I ate your snake. You ate my snake. I ate your steak. <laughs> you you wish you ate my snake, big boy. I ate your snake. You did eat my snake, and the thing was like I was so aware of what was going on as you ate my snake that I was like. Like, my blood was boiling. Sure. Because I was looking, and you were looking me in the eye, like, oh, taunting yeah. me. And I, and I was, on purpose, taunting you. Yeah, eating my steak, because yeah. I was so helpless. Yeah, and I was nothing you could do about and it. And I was angry, but I couldn't speak. And I was sort of like, mm, chewing it. Mm. I was like, mm, no. let me. Steak is so good. Yeah, right. I think yours is better than mine. Delicious. You were. You were doing all that shit. Eating my, eating my roll, putting my <laughs> butter on my roll. It's good. Yeah. It's delicious. Then, you know, just to add insult to injury, Hefferton stuck... He was dared to stick my orange in my mouth. Right. And he did. He peeled it and shoved my entire orange into my mouth. And I'm not talking about a little cutie. I'm talking about like a navel orange. Yep. And the thing got stuck in my mouth, which was you couldn't bullshit. pull it out. We couldn't pull it out. Yeah. You, you didn't get, want my you couldn't fingers. couldn't get those, those fucking sausage fingers. Those little, little hot dogs into your mouth. Yeah. Pull that thing out. So so you aided me in chewing, t- biting down on that orange. And we shot. I shot orange juice all over the good people of first class. Yeah. Adam Arkin. Yeah. Pissed again. No, he was like, who are these fucking? No, he was gone. He was on the he pre- was previous. Flight, he was right? gone. But like, you know, all the other people were, we're being we're, we're dicks. Anyway, yeah. so I, I anyway, I passed out. I woke up. You were passed out. Mer- yeah. m- mercifully, I, like I slept off most of that. Yeah. And I went to the bathroom and I remember I ran into um, Paul Soder and I guess he had not gone to sleep and he he was wandering around by the bathrooms with this like scared look on his face. I was like, what's up, dude? And he was like, I'm lost. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about, lost? We're on an airplane. He's like, I can't find my seat. And I was like, it's the look for the row with your friends in it and you'll find an empty seat there. That's probably yours. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then walked away like in the wrong direction, and I still didn't see him for an hour. Well, he had a good story about him wandering around. It was like also one of those planes with like an upper, oh yeah, deck, and he wandered up there, and yeah, he spent some time up in the upper. He deck. He fell asleep somewhere on the floor. I don't know. It was bad. But eventually, we got to Australia, and uh, we landed, and we we were still fucked up, and we looked like shit. Like you had that orange stuff all over your the shirt. Pulp. I had because I had worn. You know, when I was uh, growing up. Like, my parents, we went to Europe when I was seven, and my parents dressed me up nicely, and they're like, when you fly, you wear nice clothes. Yeah, it's a different time. It's yeah. a different time. No, no, I know people still do that now. You know, and you applaud for a good landing. Sure. You know? Congratulations. Good yeah, landing. everyone would clap for, right. a good, for a good landing. And so I was wearing a nice white button shirt. You wore a white shirt. Like, yeah, and it was all pasted to your chest yeah, with orange. to my chest here. And we got to the gate, and we were like, oh, shit, man, this Australian... People from Fox are meeting us, and they're going to think we're assholes and uh, that we're drunkards. And um, we met them, and they didn't give a shit at all. Couldn't have been more the opposite. The difference was that we were in Australia, and everyone is fucking drunk in Australia. Oh, yeah. Like, Australia is like the drunk little cousin of the United States. Yeah. Like, they're all drunk and rowdy, and they live in the woods, and they don't know manners or rules yeah. or any of that shit. And they're not hung up on it. They don't give a shit about <laughs> don't it. Care. And we're like, sorry, you guys. We just had a... And they're like, ah, fuck off. 
Fuck off. We love it. Yeah, we're, we're going to start calling you Drunken Lizard. Yeah. And uh, we party down here, down under. <laughs> Come on, buckle up, boys. Cheers, big ears. And that began two weeks. Getting to the original point. All oh, right, promotions. Pro- two weeks of the most drunken movie promoting we had ever done in our lives. Like yeah. we were going to like bars mm-hmm. to promote the movie. We were going to booze cruises. You know, even when it wasn't a boozy type thing, like uh, like we went to a tire opening, <laughs> yeah. but they brought booze. booze and hot dogs. We did. You know, we did a, like a live. TV like appearance on the, it was a show called like Cocktail Hour with like Colin McSwiggins. Yeah, it was like a morning show. Yeah, and he's drinking. He's got us drinking. Like you know, hey, what's yeah. your boys in boys? Yeah, and uh, God, we yeah we were drinking a lot. We did. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I I miss I miss Australia. I miss it. I miss Australia. Yeah. But then they had uh, okay. So then they showed up. So the big promotion, the sh- big culmination of the promotion, there was they showed up at our hotel with a van. They said, "Okay, boys, we're taking you to a beer garden," <laughs> and we're like, "A what now?" And they go, "A beer garden." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, a beer garden." Okay. And they, they took us to. It was like a beer festival, like a gigantic beer festival with like tents and like the long tables and the stage, and there's like hundreds of ruddy faced. Australians getting fucked up with those silly like safari hats, like the the curved on one side and straight on the other. Yeah, you know the crocodile Dundee hat. Yeah, the kangaroo hunters. Yeah, and so the fox people pulled us aside and they were like, "All right, here's what's going to happen: you're going to get up on stage, and you're going to promote the film, and then we're going to pull five guys out of the crowd, and they're going to come up on stage, and you're going to chug beers against them, <laughs> and Bob's your uncle." <laughs> and like we were like. We're going to promote the movie by chugging beers against these Australian guys. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, fucking awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Right in our wheelhouse. And so we we got up on that stage and um, we started talking about the movie. And the place uh, they introduced us as the guys who were going to, you know, from the States who were going to drink beers against you guys and chug beers and whatever. And the place went fucking crazy. Like it was like electricity shot through the crowd. And because they heard like they that they got to chug against guys from the states, and so is all this like anti-American shit started getting yelled at us. Oh yeah, and weird ass like Australian stuff too. Like I remember that like they were calling us like poofters, <laughs> poofter, <laughs> yeah. and, and like wombats and dingo fuckers. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, somebody somebody shouted from the audience uh, like, "Hey, look, there's a kangaroo!" <laughs> and we all turned and looked. And they all fucking laughed at us. <laughs> this is there you go. Fucking dicks. And so five Australian dudes jump up on stage and um and the crowd's going crazy and Lemmy is starting to get kind of pissed, you know? And so he 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 grabs the mic, right? You. I did. You grab the mic to say something to the crowd and they all like got quiet, right? And you were like you looked out at that crowd and you yelled into the mic. Russell Crowe's a fucking dick. <laughs> I did. I right? did. I did. And they went fucking crazy. They couldn't believe that you would attack one of their sons. Hey, and they hey, went fucking what? bananas. Did he just say something? Did he say Russell Crowe's a dick? Did he say something dick? about Russell Crowe's that, Did that yank say Russell Crowe's a dick? Oh, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah. They got a lot of pride. Yeah, they were, they were going berserk over there. So anyway, so the, the beer contest started. We're doing a boat race. We're chugging. We're chugging. We're chugging, right? And uh, Doing well. Yeah, for America. Mm-hmm. We were kicking ass for America That's at that point. Damn right we were. And then all of a sudden, um, one of our guys fucked up. Do you know what? Uh, yeah, go. One of our guys dropped the ball. Yeah. You can't say who it is, though, can you? I, I will not say who it is. Because that wouldn't be nice. It was neither of us. No, it was not one of us. And so now that narrows it down to three. I, I will say it was not an Indian fellow. <laughs> <laughs> it narrows down to two. Yeah. Should we leave it at two, then? We could leave it at two. Okay. Let's leave it at two. Let's it, leave it at two. It may or may not have been one of the Von Wolfhausen brothers, <laughs> whatever their names were in that in that movie. But um yeah. One of those guys snarfed it. Yeah, he snarfed his beer and in that meantime, like the fourth Australian guy finished fifth, they and they beat us and the place went fucking crazy. Like they're cheering, Oz, 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 like more anti American shit. They're like yelling at us. Yeah. It, and then they want to pile it on. Yeah. And they and they like they wanted to humiliate us. In front of the, you know, in front of their people, and so they challenged us to another drinking cup. They challenged us to flip cup. Right. Like, well, it turned into like a uh, like a huge like let's keep the competition going. Yeah. Well, they but challenged those, us to flip cup, yeah. and 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 we beat them at flip cup, and then yep. uh, which was nice. Yeah. And there was like arm wrestling and quarters and all all kind kinds of, of stuff. Yeah. And at the end of it all, it was you know the score was tied, and uh, and we needed to figure out a tiebreaker, a little rubber match, and somebody came forward with two. Of those glass 
boots filled with beer and handed one to Heffernan and said, that's yours. <laughs> and then turned to the crowd and, and said, you know, who wants him? Mm-hmm. And the place went fucking berserker. I was like, he's mine. Oh, I want him. I'll take him. And then a dude came through the crowd who was a monstrous human being. A giant Australian. Like six foot eight, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember, like, he had uh, tattooed. Oh, oh, God. Across I mean, his chest. I absolutely remember that. This tattoo, it said uh, Alcasaurus <laughs> <laughs> on it. <laughs> you know, and he came right up to Heffern and towered above Heffern. He could have eaten you. That guy could have eaten you. He could have in one bite. Yeah. And the whole crowd was chanting for him. It was like, Alcasaurus, <laughs> Alcasaurus. <laughs> oh, that's it. You poured that on nice. That's a little bond scum. Yeah. We were, if I had had money. I mean, you know, pe- and people were like, I mean, they were bet on they were swollen with confidence. You were bet on Alcazars. I would have. And so, okay, so now I'm like, holy shit, America's honor is on the line here, right? I got to go against Alcazars mm-hmm. for America. Mm-hmm. And so we start drinking the boots, and I will not lie, Alcazars is kicking he was my ass. crushing you. He was killing me. Because his first few gulps. Yeah. I mean, like you, you're a good chugger, but this guy was pounding. Yeah, and it was like in the the fucking dude in beer fest. He probably like bit some, ate some glass off that boot too. You know? Oh yeah, chewed down on that thing, Just munching it. And so anyway, he's chugging that boot. He's killing me. And I see the um in the bottom of his boot, little bubbles start to form. The bubble starts to form, and you know it's the bubble that we're familiar with or whatever. And so the bubble, there's a little bubble in the bottom of the boot, and the bubble starts moving around the corner and starts exploding towards his face, and like. I had chugged these boots before, like in New York City, some of the bars we went to, they had them. And, mm-hmm. and so I knew the trick, and the trick was, you know, bubble forms because of that shape of that thing, and you got to spin the boot to dissolve the bubble or else the beer, like, explodes towards you, you yeah. know? And Alcosaurus didn't know that. No, he's not, well, he's, he's not Bubblesaurus. He's not Bubblesaurus. No. He didn't know that trick. He's Alcosaurus. And so the boot exploded in his face. And I spun my boot at the right time, and I finished it, mm. and I fucking won. Mm-hmm. For America. For America, goddammit. And the cra- those Australians were stunned. They were stunned into silence. Yeah. And in that silence, Lemmy grabbed the mic again, and he said, um, Crocodile Dundee sucks kangaroo cock. <laughs> yeah. I had been holding on to that one. You had to hit them with a crocodile Dundee. I had to. That one, I had been thinking about that one after the, I saw the Russell Crowe thing. I was like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him with some crocodile Dundee insult. You don't fuck with Paul Hogan. No, because Paul Hogan is like, he's, if, if Russell Crowe is their, their national treasure now, right. like Paul Hogan is like the ambassador. Yeah, he's their like Ronald Reagan or something. Yeah, like, like that's not a knife. Yeah. <laughs> this is a knife. Yeah, they went, that they place went, went berserk. It, and it, and a, like a... A riot broke out. Yeah, like punches were being thrown. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, us. It's just like people were so drunk, and they just started fighting and pushing. And well, that was. Th- it's like it started towards us, and then it was. It was like a barroom brawl. Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like all of a sudden you see like other people are just shoving and pushing each other, like yeah. Australian on Australian. Yeah, fight. That's the worst kind of violence. Yeah, it is Australian on Australian it, violence. It, it really is. We need to start a charity for that. <laughs> Here at Chewing It, you can send a dollar to Chewing It for Australian on Australian crime. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and but it was it was violent. And Fox, you know, they they whisked us away to the van, got us onto the van, and like Australians were like rocking the van, and bottles were being thrown at the yep. at the windows, and like the like the windows were cracking and everything. But we we made it out. We of got there. out of there, and we got back to the states. Um, and the people of Fox were pissed at us. They were a little pissed. They were pissed because they like were like you know we know how drunk you got, and there was a, you know the riot at the beer garden, and the van got ruined, and all this shit. Mm. And we're like, what? You put us there. You put us on a stage in a beer garden. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we we had to defend our we honor for America. Honor of America, and they're like bullshit. And we're like, but we got an idea for a new movie, mm-hmm. right? And we pitched the guy the idea for Beer Fest. Yeah. Based on that incident. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's reaction was like, what? Who's going to want to see a movie about an international beer drinking contest? Mm-hmm. Right? The only people who go see that movie are drunks and stoners. Yeah, we're like, exactly. 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 And so we went and made that movie with Warner Brothers. Yeah, we made Club Dread with Fox <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah. And then we went and made, and made Beer Fest somewhere else. At Warner Brothers, yeah. Now, the Beer Fest, you know, since we're talking about promotion, I remember some funny... But that's the beauty of promoting, right? It's like, we were on the road, we came up with the idea from Beer Fest by promoting Super Trooper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, for, since we're talking about promotion, um, 
you know, Beer Fest, they sent us, uh, Warner Brothers, and sent us around the country and, and did all beer festivals. Yeah. And so every day it was... That was a be careful what you wish for. Like, it was nice for a couple weeks, but, like, this was, like, every event. Oh, everything. And, like, if we thought we gained weight on Super Troopers, I mean, we were we were growing tits by the end of the, the yeah. beer fest. We all were, were milky tits. And you had a... You had a ridiculous thing happen in Milwaukee when uh, we went into like. Yeah. So what what happens is same as Super Troopers. You have a free screening of the movie, and everyone who comes to the free screening gets to come to uh, an after party and party with you. And in a beer beer fest situation, it was going to be beer tournaments. It was going to be a beer fest. So everyone from the screening would do like the flip cup. Would play us in beer games. Well, the winner of the like the beer pong competition would then get the prize was you got to take us on. Right. Not that we're that great. No, but we we got great. We We did get good. At the end, we were great. We did get good. At beer pong. And, uh, but like, so you'd get pretty drunk. And and those things were were mayhem as well. Yeah. But in Milwaukee, a dude. Yeah. uh, uh, I I mean, I'd never seen it before, but a guy walked up to me and he had this contraption. I don't know what the, I don't know. It's a contraption. It's a contraption. It was was a giant contraption. (coughs) Sorry. I get so worked up about it. But he, uh, it was a, it was basically like a giant bicycle pump. And I and he poured a pitcher of beer into it, and he's like, "Let's go!" And I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck that is, dude." And he put the bicycle pump to my mouth. You, right now, you're making it sound like it was more gentle than it actually was. It was well, you could see it's on YouTube. No, no, but he, somebody filmed it. No, but and it's sho- on. You I can see he it on YouTube. Shoved it in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, he stuck it in my mouth and then shoved the he shoved the whatever the, the plunger the, pun- the plunger of the pump. And and all of a sudden, all this fucking beer shot into my mouth, like it was like a pitcher of beer. Yeah, gone. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is that?" And you you can see it on YouTube if you go and search. I don't know how you find it, but it, it was floating around there for a while. This bicycle pump thing, <laughs> and and uh, I mean, I guess what the fuck do we know? Maybe we're old, but like maybe every fraternity in America has that thing now. Eh, the pump, man. No, because I I haven't seen it since. Really, really. Oh really? Have you? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. But seen it seems it. like if so, if you had that thing, that you would use it. I want everyone to know the way Kevin just said "really" to me. It was like he was calling bullshit on me when I when I said I haven't seen the pump since. He was like, "Really?" As though I had, and I'm and I don't know why you gave me that tone, Kevin. Uh, but I'd like you. It's to- more of like it, my point was more of like what would we know? Like you know they're doing shit. You know the in kids, fraternities, now. the kids these days. Yeah, and uh, they might all have one. But you, you know, don't know. You figure on a beer drinking tour like we were doing for eight weeks that you would sure. have seen another one or heard sure. of it. I mean, we've told this story a few times and, and nobody has ever right. heard of the thing, but you were the drunkest you've probably ever been. Like, you couldn't sign autographs. Yeah. And not be, like, and, like you thought you were, though. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't, couldn't sign autographs. You couldn't collect the accolades. <laughs> no, but like, okay, at those fucking functions, you know what? You better chew on it, Kevin. <laughs> no, at those functions, you're there to... Oh, no. Oh, no, Heffernan's so drunk, he can't, can't even sign, sign autographs. autographs. Oh, no. You know... Call you, off the event. You think you're cool, Heffernan. You're... I'm not. You're too cool for I'm school. Not. I'm no, not cool. The, the point is, you were trying to sign shit with Sharpies. You were signing the air. Yeah, you were so drunk. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm just. I just had a moment of just having busting some fun. chops. Yeah, just busting just chops. Just ribbing you. I'm just ribbing you. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun. That was a fun tour. We had. I, I guess we're probably. We're. How many minutes are we at now, Katie? Oh, we're at one hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We we've had some other fun. Uh, Slam and salmon. We had a version of beer chug. And we uh, we did a, a clam chowder eating competition. We did. That was a kind of an interesting. They got that. Uh, that crew, the uh, the professional like food eaters, like the Kobayashi type people. Yeah, they are. before they kicked him out. Yeah, because he's a disgraced food. Oh, is he? I don't know. But it was like all the big ones you see at the Coney Island, like Joey Chestnut. Yeah, and so Kobayashi. they uh, uh, at the restaurant you used to work at. You used to work at City Crab, which was what kind of Slam and Salmon was loosely based on. Yeah, a seafood restaurant. And they had a uh, somebody had the bright idea of doing a clam chowder eating contest. Mm-hmm. And clam chowder eaten in bulk is one of the most disgusting things that you could ever see in your life. It's like you know, thick and creamy, and it's like paste. It gets cu- it's like now it's like chugging peanut butter. Now I would like to say <laughs> I'd like to go back a little bit. If we're talking, you know, about the things that I know about Kevin Heffernan, like one that he spills food 
at on himself himself at breakfast every time. The other thing is that if we're in restaurants, he is going to order a bowl of soup. Love soup. Kevin loves soup. Love soup. And if it comes down to clam chowder versus anything but French onion soup, mm-hmm. he's going to go clam chowder. I love clam chowder. I'm not. I'm not saying I, don't, I love it. I know, but I'm saying for you to talk about how right. this is disgusting must mean it's disgusting. But that's one of those things, like like you know, something you love and you eat the shit out of it, or, or a kind of booze that you like and you drink the shit out of it, and then you throw up on it, right? And then boom, you're. You're not going to have it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have to take that? Kevin's, Kevin is getting a phone call, and um, <laughs> it's totally unprofessional. But uh, but it's from a good friend of ours, Nat Faxon, mm-hmm. who is actually going to be the guest on our next podcast. Right. So anyway, let's say goodbye, and because uh, I think we're done with our with our this episode of chewing it. Yeah, no, that's the uh, we, we, that was our promotion stories, right? Promotion because our special has come out, and we yeah. w- want to promote it. Yeah, yeah, so so um, uh, check out our special. It's on uh, Netflix. It's called Fat Man, Little Boy, starring uh, Kevin Heffernan and Steve Lemmy, or Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan. However you want to do it. Alphabetically, yeah. it's but Kevin Heffernan like it. and Steve like Lemmy. It. It's, uh, it's our stand-up show, which maybe people haven't seen us do before. So Maybe they will. Check it out. Check it out. And don't forget, always chew your food. Next time. See you next time. Chew you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.